0: will be with you always what's up guys I'm Daniel Logan Boba Fett from Star Wars Attack of the Clones and the Clone Wars you will listen to Call portion Potion Podcast all right who talks first I talk first you talk first
1: Welcome to the quarter portion podcast the flagship of the cover club podcast network and the only star wars podcast that eats its pog soup i'm your host Chris DeHug, and my co-pilot today is amy Cameraman. oh hey how's it going
0: oh not too bad you know i'm getting over the one of the many plagues that have been out there for over the past few weeks how about yourself
1: i've, I've not heard of these plagues what's what's a plague
0: <laughs> what are these plagues i speak of
1: we don't we don't share germs we're not in the same social bubble at all no not at all no as i bang my mic yeah we're uh, we are talking <laughs> feel the energy we are talking about uh, <laughs> the <friendship> mandalorian <laughs> we french it often <clears throat> maybe yeah technically yes but not, not like this anymore or, or frequently i guess i don't know what i'm talking about anyways <laughs> uh yeah today we're talking again about season three of the mandalorian specifically up through uh episode th- uh, three which i guess is chapter 19 of the show overall Yeah,
0: chapter 19
1: which was uh so last time we pat and i talked about the, the premiere episode and uh i guess we'll start off with that on for your opinion i guess actually like what do you think of the premiere
0: um i quite enjoyed it i feel like it did a, a pretty decent job at um catching interest again it kind of felt like it was a mini overview without it being too, like, this is what happened last time and enough to kind of get things started. The only thing I could say is that, like, a lot of my information came off of the internet afterwards for, like, how long things has been. Like, apparently Grogu was training with, like, Luke for two years and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I wouldn't have gathered that through any other information that should have been told to me through the show. But um, <laughs> other than that, I thought that it was... Uh, really well paced I thought that it was interesting enough um while all while still like relating to the previous season um to kind of like know where where you were
1: it's, it's kind of funny that you say that like it's kind of like saying like here's what happened without like outright smacking you in the face with it because this is yeah. like in some ways if you didn't know that book of Boba Fett was connected to this and you came back from season two you're just like why is Grogu back they just left
0: yeah, so and that's like the exactly whole, the whole time thing too. Big yeah. thing, yeah, for sure is that you really do have to keep up with like the universe to know what the heck is happening, Um, and I think that that they're hoping people are. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see anybody else out there that hasn't seen the Book of Boba Fett to be like, what, what has happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, they kind of they kind of pulled up and they were like, "Get in, losers! We're going back to Star Wars," and it's like, <laughs> but yeah. what, what happened? Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm paying attention.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was saying lesson two. I appreciate like the kind of like subtle way they did that, and that like you just see that stuff's developed since like you know like Navarro isn't like a little crap town anymore. It's like yeah, and develop, I think that's supposed thriving. to be
0: the whole thing where they they show like that time has passed by because that was my first thought as well. Whenever they went back there, and I was just like, oh, like okay, the, like time must have passed, but like how much time? You can't gauge it based off of Grogu because he's gonna be a little infant for like another freaking. 50 plus years so
1: <laughs> okay
0: yeah the only that was like the biggest thing to show that time had passed was whenever they did go back to that city and mm-hmm. saw that everything was yeah. like totally rebuilt um so i remember having that thought while watching it being like oh i wonder how much time has passed and usually you can count on like seeing characters age but it's not really the count with grogu because like he's going to be an infant for like another 50 plus years
1: or however long that does last yeah we have no idea how long no, it's we have be no like idea this. yeah But actually, that kind of uh, brings us to the second episode, too, because that's I also saw the time skip in the way that he acts in this episode, like the way he's like actually using his force powers and stuff.
0: Yeah, um, and again, it's hard to say that that's time skip related or just the fact that he trained with Luke for two years, like he's just more understanding of how to use his force powers, right? So I don't know if that necessarily says that it's like time has skipped for him because he's still, you know, being a little shit most of the time and being hilarious with some of <laughs> the stuff he's doing, right? So,
1: well, like actually talking too, like you hear his little sounds more often too, like little
0: patoo patoo. Oh, that is true. Yes, he is making more little sounds.
1: Just a little, little gi.
0: One would think but, uh... I would know to look up for these things, seeing as I am a parent of a toddler. But it's fine; I pay attention. Well, one
1: sometimes. could one, one could say that it's also like white noise too, right? Because kids make yeah, a lot of noise. Yeah, that is true. That's
0: all you hear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, just after a while, you start to like glaze over a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like you're still there, you're still paying attention, but just you know, you don't need to hear Probably every like, little inane yeah, you sound. Can't listen to
0: every noise they're making all the time, you go crazy. <laughs>
1: just wait till they actually start talking, talking.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a good time. That's, I'm sure Mando uh, feels the same way about Grogu.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Once he starts talking your riddles, though, that's that's what's gonna get interesting.
0: Yes. Assuming he does, did like I don't think all their species talk in riddles, don't they? Didn't Yara, Yara didn't talk in speak in riddles, did she?
1: Yaddle, um, oh Yaddle. Actually, I still have watched Tales of the Jedi, that short series. I really should. Oh
0: my gosh, what is wrong with you? They're so good, and they're like literally seven minutes.
1: Yeah, but I, I watched Andor at least, which is more than you can say. So.
0: Okay. <laughs> Andor has problems. I haven't watched the whole series so I can't like say for sure what the problems all are but up to episode three they have problems which are similar problems in episode three of this show
1: we we, we still have a full like debrief on Andor coming because I want to get you and Jay's thoughts together because oh, yeah, sure be be opposites depending <laughs> I'm on sure, how you,
0: I'm sure that'll be good <laughs>
1: depending on how you feel about like the last well the rest of the series because you only saw the first like a slow quarter
0: yeah i saw this very slow part of it yeah
1: (laughs) yeah that's oh that's gonna be good that's gonna be good uh yeah so in season episode two of this we uh we headed back to we headed well back to slash to mandalore for the first time depending on how much of the other canon you've you've seen um now you're a bigger clone wars fan than i how was it going back to mandalore after having spent so much time there in the clone wars
0: honestly the the connection was hard to make just because again like it's a totally like ruined city now right so mm-hmm. it's so hard to imagine it was like that grand city that you saw in clone wars all the stuff i kept thinking about was just like sateen who was you know the ruler at that time and obi-wan and how they were lovers and they should have been together forever and that's really where i went because i'm obsessed creepily like that um it's fine but yeah as for the actual like ruin and destruct and stuff like that i didn't really get like the full connection or like any kind of like necessary feeling towards it because it did it felt like two completely different worlds which i think was the point of it it was to show that it used to be this grand you know empire essentially and uh then it's literally just like ruins and i think that one of the comments was made that it looks like it was it's been you know hundreds of years since this happened when it really hadn't been that long
1: yeah like i was i was kind of like wondering with that because like i've seen the clone wars but like i don't Rewire, or I haven't like rewatched as much as as you did, and like, like I don't have the the, the incredible personal attachment you have to that particular arc with Satine, or like uh Bogotan's sister. Um, so like I like I I've, I've seen comparisons of like the like that big dome thing from Mandalore live action to like the Clone Wars animated version, but it kind of like didn't quite register for me either, but for different reasons, I
0: think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I think as. For me, it was definitely um, just interesting to show the amount of decay and destruction that there was over such a short amount of time because it wasn't that long ago that it was destroyed.
1: Yeah, because that was was at the end of the empire, and it's been about well, I guess if it's been two years since the last season, pushing to around like nine years, I think roughly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like maybe a decade, but like it looks like like ancient ruins. Like it looks totally demolished. Like. So and I thought that was very interesting. But again, I think that's where the whole stories and legends start coming on for, you know, it's, you know, cursed, it's toxic, it's the air is poisonous because it looks like it should be. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, on, and all the different life forms that have moved into, like, the, um, I forget what they're called, but that species that keeps attacking them, like, the kind of caveman-looking species. Yes. They're like, oh, yeah, these live in the fields, and now they've come in to the cities and stuff. Um, yeah, and then, like, definitely, the, the,
0: some of the creatures are a little... little concerning for sure that they come across in that episode
1: (laughs) and then well yeah then you have general grievous's freaking cousin
0: oh my god yeah as as, literally as soon as it happened Derek and i looked at each other we're like (coughs) like, general kenobi like right away
1: (laughs) it's so fitting that you have a cough as you talk about general grievous (laughs) i know right (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute
0: (laughs) wait a minute
1: you're one of them
0: General Kenobi. Yeah, no, it was so good. I was obsessed with that guy, um, because I was wanted him to be General Grievous really bad. Somehow, somehow I wanted it to be a thing.
1: That that, that one, actually, that one, yeah, that one actually took me a second to kind of register too. Uh, I didn't quite recognize what it was at first until like afterwards. Yeah, um, he had
0: all his little arms and stuff, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> and his like
1: little his, little his little cyborg suits.
0: Yes, exactly. His creepy little eye. But yeah, I definitely, that part was interesting for sure. Like once Mando actually gets like captured and incapacitated by him and things like that. And he's like draining him of his fluids.
1: Slowly, just conveniently slowly enough for like.
0: Exactly. Grogu to
1: like (laughs) run off and come back.
0: Yes, I know, right?
1: Go get Aunt (laughs) Bo-Katan.
0: Also known as future mommy. Oh, maybe. If there is some sexual tension there, I picked up on it.
1: I am very curious to see how they go in relationship wise like whether it's like not, not even full blown like love or whatever, anything like that but just like their like what grounds they stand on for the rest of the season.
0: Agreed. Yeah, cuz they have very different opinions of what being Mandalorian is and even how to like handle different situations, but like they they want a bone. She wants I... the capital D for Din. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. I think they're getting there, baby. Yeah. It's um it's interesting now seeing that well, like she kept her, her she kept her helmet off in the entire third episode. Um and I saw like actual comments from Katie Sackhoff where she's like, you know, I'm I'm actually glad to be wearing the mask because I can kind of focus more on my physicality and stuff like that. Right. Um and you you can really see um like the weight of her posture and like the little tilts of the helmet that, that Pedro does so well let's um, two of them are just like masterclasses of body language.
0: Yes, and again, I think you really have to be right because if the, you're just a mask character, and we've talked about this previously with um, villains, especially because they're usually very heavily either armored or covered or cloaked or whatever, and they have to be really, really good at acting outside of just using facial expressions and things like that because they they don't get to use that.
1: It's it, it's got to be part of like. The acting classes that at home or something like has to be part of the, uh, yeah,
0: (laughs) like 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 when
1: you get hired, they're like, yeah, your character wears like helmets, so you have to go through this like three hour workshop. Yeah, specifically Here,
0: watch watch this uh, tutorial on YouTube.
1: (laughs) Just get Adam Driver and Pedro Pascal and like you know whoever else. Just like oh, so if you do it like this, you you portray this, and like tilt your head about sixty degrees this way
0: it'll come off looking like this yeah i know right but yeah no i agree they do a very very good job with that and um i definitely felt because again you don't see her face at the i know we're skipping all the way to end of three now talking about this of Mm -hmm. episode three but um whenever um she's being asked being like have you taken your did you bathe in you know the water and she was like living waters the living waters yes and then she was like have you taken your helmet off since she's like well no and then they could be like well then until you decide that you no longer be a part of you know our clan welcome and like just the again the the energy that came off of her um i'm sure the music had a lot to do with it as well because the score is great in this show um uh i have a feeling that you know like it was it was just a very strong feeling that you almost felt like she was like, conflicted, but I think leaning more towards the positive, like, to to actually have, like, a clan again, have almost, like, a Mandalorian meaning again is kind of the feeling I got off of her.
1: Uh, Actually, it's funny, like, uh, I typically watch this show, like, twice, uh, the new episodes, like, I'll watch it first thing in the morning, like, I'll wake up early and just watch it on my phone in bed, just so I see it before people start spoiling stuff. (laughs) Um, And then I'll watch it again at at night with my wife, and the first time watching it, I thought, she, she, like, I, I, I kind of had the vibe that she felt screwed over somehow, like, like, you almost tricked her into it. um, Like, you know, he's like, oh, just just leave your helmet on. It'll go easier, I mean, which isn't wrong.
0: Right. But it's
1: also like, like, she's a bit of a hothead. So, like, I could see her thinking, like, oh, you you screwed me over. Like, you got me like I didn't want like I don't walk your culty path, buddy. Like, <laughs> um, but then the second time around, I, I didn't quite have the same vibe. Yeah. Um, <coughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't get that vibe makes. from her really at all, but we screwed over because, like, I forget her name, but the the chick, the Forge Master chick. Um... The opera. Right? <coughs> Sorry, coughing fit happening. <laughs> oh, delicious.
1: Oh, those are those are fine lines to so watch on the screen.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Um yeah the forage master chick like she even says like if you decide you don't want to be a part of us anymore like you just leave right like she made it a very open invitation which i thought was interesting because the vibe i've always gotten from again the more culty mandalorian culture was that like you're in a disgrace and like you're shat upon basically right whereas they're just like oh it's fine if you take your helmet off then you're just gonna go your own separate way it's all good i was like what, what is this change of pace what is this
1: yeah, like, it, it was really a, a big spur for her too, right? Because, like, like, normally when she talked about bo in the past, she's like, you know, she failed, she did this or that. She's always been kind of negative about bo And bo likewise, has been kind of negative about, like, the cult. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we keep referring to his people, knowing <clears throat> well, that they I are, mean... like, a weirdo cult. But, yeah.
0: They, they are. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are, it's true. They literally have Kool-Aid. Um <laughs> But yeah, like, that was a big 360 or a big 180 for uh, for the armor there. would be like, yeah, no, it's cool. You can just, you know, come and go as you like. Like, she's had to change of pace over the last two years since we saw her in Boba Fett when she was like, yeah, no, you need to... She's not someone to hang around with.
0: Yeah, and like I said, even whenever Mando, somebody who, like, she helped raise, whenever he was explaining why he took his helmet off and, like, everything like that, it was like, get out of here, we're about to, like, kill you kind of thing. Like, she had her dude ready to fight him, like just very very different feelings i'm getting from it i think that's Mm -hmm. probably my biggest question so far is like what why this sudden shift of change like i i get that they've bathed in the living water so they're supposed to be redeemed and stuff like that and she hadn't taken her helmet off but like just to be like okay we're friends again like it's 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 weird
1: (laughs) yeah and like even like what has changed since then well they've got a bunch of other mandalorians now so it, it seems kind of backwards actually like you think she'd be a little more like uptight about the rules and stuff now that they've got more mandalorians like in, like in their in their covert like yeah um you know there's more of them around like before she should have been more welcoming to to bokatan because like beggars can't be choosers there's like it's you me and the apostate like
0: yeah exactly <laughs> like there's
1: three of them at one point and she's like yeah no they can't she can't join us and now there's like you know two dozen and she's like no that's cool just come or go you know we're, we're free and easygoing
0: yeah, exactly. That's and that's the feeling I got from it was just yeah, free and easygoing. Like yeah, once you're doing the cult thing, like you got to follow the rules. But if you decide to leave, it's like oh, that's fine. <coughs> but then, said like, no said, cult yeah, ever. Whatever. Legitimately. So then that's whatever, whatever. So it, this could be a manipulation. Like we don't, we don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe they're mm-hmm. trying to like reverse psychology her to like make her drink the Kool Aid till she starts believing it too. I, we'll have to see what happens from here. But yeah, i just I just thought it was a very interesting dyna- dynamic between their interaction um, at the what? end of the episode.
1: It's a big get for their cover too, if like Bo-Katan joins them, because like she's essentially Mandalorian royalty and like a former yeah. wielder of the Dark Whether she was successful or not when she had it is beside the point. Um, yep. So it's like, yeah, no, it's kind of cool if you join us. So maybe that's just like, maybe she was all talk before. I don't know, or or she's just that like devoted. So like the the scripture, right? Like, oh, she's she's bathed in living water In living waters, all is forgiven.
0: Like yeah, you're cool now. Could, you you can like could you can totally be, sit like, with us now. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be very interested to see what happens with that relationship, just all of it, um in general, but I I do think it's all leading towards her getting that B, big uh big D Din all Which up in that group. That does
1: raise an interesting question though. Um if they do end up, you know, making a romantic link between Din and Bo-Katan, how do Mandalorians handle that?
0: Well, they could take everything else off, Chris, just not the
1: helmet. <laughs> that was the joke I think I made at one point. It's
0: like, <laughs> it's like, you know, whatever, like you like, I think you're like family guy, whatever, I forget which characters they were doing it, but they're like shushing them during like the sex scene and they put like the paper bag. It's probably Quagmire. It sounds like a Quagmire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Just keep the helmet on. Keep the helmet on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is doing it for me. This is fine. This is the way.
0: <laughs> this is the way.
1: Everything else can come off, but the helmet stays on. The
0: helmet stays on. <laughs>
1: it's fine. Just no kissing on the lips.
0: Exactly. It's pretty woman up babies in here. Are me. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, going back to the second episode there, I I kind of was curious or waiting for people to, to re- overreact to the way like Grogu was running around in that episode. Like, you know, he's like his big adventure when he's out of his he's out of his pram thing. He's running back to the ship and all that stuff that's the most physicality we've seen out of that puppet like to date i think except maybe like the horse yeah. scene in, in boba fett
0: yeah no agreed and um I, I thought people were gonna complain about that too but again like I think the realization that there has been a time jump and like it's shown in previous scenes that like mando is trying to teach him how to be Mandalorian right like teaching him how to read star charts and how to work the ship and all this kind of stuff and again like my, that was my first thought being like oh my god he's gonna like travel himself oh wait he's going to a moon like that's probably like a 30 minute trip like if mm-hmm. that like it's not a far thing the coordinates are already there because they were literally just there so like it's it's a pretty easy stretch to make for for grogu to go and and get her
1: timeline wise yeah it made, it made sense i was kind of glad that they had those little moments that are like yeah here's the moon over there it's a little more relevant than you think it is and uh yeah um all the training is actually sinking in he's actually listening to people for once which is kind of neat yes <laughs> so he has been kind of a little like shit disturber and not really listening to anybody else
0: like what he ate all the frog eggs
1: well he's probably hu- he hungry <laughs> the baby's hungry
0: but the mommy was doing such a good job at taking care of her little froggy eggs.
1: But but the but the mom but the baby hungy, which <laughs> just kind of oh no no he sold the he stole the candies actually in the first episode yes he did
0: he was still in the candies yeah
1: but they they, they not they haven't given him his big um his big snack moment yet
0: yes no he's gotta have his snacky snack his chicken, chicken, chicken nuggets nuggies.
1: <laughs> just thinking of all the memes that have all the weird places you're starting to see him now and like like boomer memes and stuff like that
0: oh my god i know there's things that like he's a part of and it's like it has nothing to do with anything star wars like and i'm like oh, okay
1: <laughs> yeah he he's joined that weird canon of like entertainment characters like mickey mouse and uh um, like the looney tunes and stuff like that where people just like slap their images on some boomer quotes and yes share it around and it gets five thousand fucking likes
0: yes oh the internet it's a beautiful thing isn't it
1: my favorite is still probably the one where they photoshopped like a like a shop light into his hands when he's drinking the soup in like the first season and it's like me <laughs> me holding me holding light steady while while my dad works on the car and, does, and says big swears
0: that's yeah. that's
1: still that still might be my favorite i think
0: <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah i know it's uh uh, I definitely think that episode two, I, I definitely enjoyed episode two. Um, it was probably my favorite episode out of the, of the three of them so far was episode two, because, yeah, there was a lot of Grogu being, like, useful, but still being Grogu. Um, Bo-Katan was a badass, which you always like to see. Um, and then, yeah, the whole, like, living waters part was, like, an interesting thing, too. I thought it was opening up way more than what it has so far. So I'll be interested to see what happens with that.
1: Yeah, it was a really cool episode in that regard. Like, like you said, it's a lot of action. There was a lot of technically. There's, there's a lot of back and forth. Like, Din goes to the cavern entrance, fights those things, goes back to the ship, goes goes in. They go down. He gets attacked. Grogu comes out, and like it's back and forth. But they managed to like sneak a lot of subtle world building stuff in there too, without being like too overt. Like you yeah. see like, Grogu's powers a little bit. Bo Katan's whole spiel with him, like talking about Mandalore and the Jedi and how she used to know them and stuff like that
0: yeah exactly and i thought i thought they did a really really good job um on that episode and then we got to episode three where i was like what what are you <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yes so episode three uh what was it called the something something anyways um yeah the one that we're <laughs> no say what you will i mean I, I i get it it's it was a long episode with a lot of um seemingly irrelevant stuff that could have been perhaps trimmed down to make it a more decently length episode but at least this time they kept the main character in the show they bookended <laughs> the episode with them instead of making it you know the all mandalorian episode of boba fett
0: yes there there is that i suppose and again i don't like to judge things part way through so i need to see where the series goes because i'm sure we'll appreciate this episode a lot based on where this is going but <clears throat> it just felt really awkward pacing and maybe it'll make sense in the future for why they put it in where they did um but as just watching it straight as like the episode having to now wait a week for another episode to come out it, it, it was it just felt very off and then like even the stuff that had um Mando in it Felt weird. Like, I remember messaging you, like, during that fight scene being like, oh my god, it feels like I'm watching the pod race in episode one of Star Wars right now. <laughs> like, it was just, like, Shots unnecessarily fired. dramatically long with nothing actually happening in it. Like, nothing really happened. Um, but they tried mm-hmm. to make it seem like this was a cool, like, fight scene, like, and I was like, but nothing's happening, and it's long, and it's been seven minutes, and I know it was seven minutes because we set our timer for our tea to steep for seven minutes, and it was finally over. So, it was just, like... <clears throat> A really weird thing, and then suddenly just, like, cut to a completely different story. And I was like, okay. And I thought they were going to cut, like, back and forth,
1: but they See, didn't. That, w- that would have gone a long way. That would have helped a lot.
0: Yeah, they, they just that. stuck with it, and I was like, well, how long are we sticking with this story? And when are we... I kept waiting, being like, okay, is this we're going to find out where something has to do with what's happening? Okay, is this, like, is he going gonna- like, to... Is he leaving? Is there something going to lead him to, like, to Mandalore? Like, what... Like, I was waiting for the connection, and other than, like, the connection that we knew that they had with, like, the previous seasons, um, there was nothing really there. So Derek and I just kept spit-firing things because they kept going about this cloning thing. We're like, hey, is this going to lead to, like, some kind of greater, like, Palpatine cloning thing that's going to be happening? Like, what what is happening? Well,
1: that's where, like you say, I think we're going to really appreciate this episode more down the line because there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of seeds being planted in that episode. Like, and not even just seeds, but, like, continuing the teasing they've done with this character before with with dr pershing um Mm -hmm. we've had little glimmers of like what he actually was doing and there's talk about like you know combining you know a host and a a second person type thing like clearly that's going to be somehow relevant in the big picture to palpatine with rise of skywalker so they're kind of retconning that in there or sliding that that lore stuff in there after the fact but, like, my question is, like, how much that's relevant to, like, the Mandalorian itself? Or is it just because, you know, Grogu was the, the missing link for that? Like, how deep are they going to go with that?
0: Yeah, and that's my question. I don't need the episode to answer everything. Like, that's I, that's fine. But the fact that they just felt like there was no connection that I could figure out was frustrating to me. Um, mm-hmm. Like, we left their little thing as him getting brain melted and the chick being like, haha i won this time Hell but, we still don't, but we don't still don't know really what your angle is either like it's just the pacing was super weird and like just like watching the build up of a friendship and like, like i'm the queen of backstory backstory is everything to me i love it i'm obsessed with it for everything but like sometimes you need to just like be like this is what it is but like yeah they just spent so much time building up this like friendship thing between the two of them and then like, I get supposed to make the betrayal feel worse, but it just kind of felt annoying because I'm like, hey, well, we knew this was happening. It was obvious. Like, can you just get to the point?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool to see, um, like, the, the the New Republic, especially on Coruscant, which is something we have not really seen in, like, post Return of the Jedi, um, at least in the new canon. Like, like, the, like the movies didn't do anything with a Coruscant at all which is one of the big complaints against them in the first place but um yeah like we see them like this is supposed to be like a kind of a golden post-war like the 1950s essentially of the star wars universe right like world war is over and you know it's the nuclear family age and all this stuff and you know coruscant's clearly thriving they've got glowing popsicles now that's cool i know i (laughs) that
0: the whole time i was like i want one so bad
1: what is a taste like i wonder oh,
0: well, so <laughs> I does it make your mouth glow like you know whenever you have a popsicle and like your teeth turn like the color of your popsicle do it, like, your teeth glow afterwards like
1: <laughs> oh 100 you have to right yeah it's, it's it's funny like you say like you're the queen of backstory i'm usually like a sucker for the background details that connect to the bigger lore and stuff so like i was loving the first half of the episode seeing how they're like reintegrating the imperial officers and stuff like that into the new republic um how like they have their own district on Coruscant and you know how they're like shutting down Pershing's skills and stuff and all that but at one point during the episode I was like oh this is great and then I I I touched the screen on my phone to like see where we were in the episode and I was about halfway through I was like well shit we haven't seen Mando at all nothing's really happened is this another like bookable buffet chapter seven episode or situation all over again (laughs) or yeah
0: and that's definitely what it felt like So like you said I'm glad that they bookended it where at least they ended it back with Mando but like I said I'm I'm being harsh on the episode because I can only judge it on what I know so far but I'm really hoping that this is going to make sense in the future and not with a different story. I want it to make sense with the Mandalorian. That's probably my biggest complaint that I have is that they're trying to connect all these things which is great but at the same time Because everything gets spaced years apart between watching it, and some people may not watch certain like TV shows and stuff like that. I think it's gonna hurt them in the long run if they keep trying to integrate too much of other shows into each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm worried that this is gonna lead off into some other show that is gonna be the main thing for it. But I'm like, no, can we just make sure it like relates to the Mandalorian story? Otherwise, why the fuck were you there? Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure this is all to do with Gideon too, right? Like they even talk about him briefly, like at one point. Yes. Um, yeah. No.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Because as you said, um, the doctor said to the chick, being like, "I didn't realize anybody else from Moff Gideon's um, crew was here." Right. So. Well,
1: like it, it was funny actually. Like with with um, with Alia, the the officer that um, was in this episode, played by uh, Katie M O'Brien. Um, like we were watching something else, uh, Heather and I. We were watching uh, Ant Man: Quantumania, Mania, or no, yeah, Quantum Mania and uh i said oh yeah she was in um she's the mandalorian like she was like an officer like had this really cool small part and then like two weeks later she pops up again in the mandalorian in a major yeah. way so that was kind of cool but um yeah no this is this i think is going to pay off in the long I, I i have no doubt about that um because they, like, they're talking about the gideon and it's like what like what's what's Elia's whole deal with gideon like is she doing this to get back at gideon like does she present what gideon made her do or is she still loyal? Like she's like wiping off like a, a loose end for him. Yeah, Dr. I'm. Pershing. I'm
0: definitely curious to see where it leads. I just hope it all leads into the same story arc. Is my thing. Um, I just don't want this to be a whole. They put it in here, but it's not going to be part of like the Ahsoka show, right? Like, oh yeah, I I didn't get that sense at all. I, yeah, so I'm hoping it just stays all consistent with like the Mandalorian uh, aspect of it. <clears throat>
1: I'm about they said happened to him because they said um, he's believed dead or whatever. Um, God, what did they say about him in that episode? But yeah, no, like I, I have a feeling this is all like the Ties attacking Mandalore or, or not Mandalore, but Bogdan's base on the on the moon. Right. I think that's all. I think it's all connected.
0: I, okay. I, I saw well, people, I, of course, I so.
1: speculating that it, that it was Thrawn doing all that, and I mean, maybe, like, shit, maybe, but. <laughs> i, I kind of doubt it like gideon is the villain of the of the show as far as i'm concerned yeah so and... I'm,
0: I'm hoping because yeah i mean like again could they throw thrawn in there yes because they've done things like that before but i'm hoping not it thrawn needs to stay in again his story arc with which is gonna be like the ahsoka sto- story arc right so i'm i'm really hoping that again i don't mind if it's intermingles because it's all happening around like the same timelines and things like that so like that's totally cool you're not saying you can't you know intercept at all i just don't want this to be a situation which is what it felt like to me was that they were just putting this in here because they're like hey we can relate this story because they were the ones that dealt with them back in season one and so now we're gonna put them in here to like start their story who's actually gonna be part of a different show i just don't want to be that because i'll be very frustrated with that i want it to all like be cohesive and make sense
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like i i think ahsoka's major influence on the show is going to be kind of limited to like what has already happened so far like i don't think she's going to necessarily recruit him for like the fight against thrawn or whatever like that's gonna be very much her own show
0: yeah that, and that's what i'm hoping will be right so that's why i'm hoping that that attack on bo katan's base is something more gideon related um i'm just curious when they're going to start bringing in things from the tv show rebels more like obviously we've seen like ahsoka come in and things like that but rebels tv show ended especially once they like revamped it and like a really cool way. So I'm curious to see when we're going to see like when I message you, being like, when are we going to see Sabine Wren? Like,
1: oh god, I'm yes, see, please.
0: Like, I feel like that that intro and them could definitely be put in the Mandalorian and make sense.
1: This is where I'm like, are, are they going to save her for season four because she's supposed to show up in Ahsoka? Like, she's been cast. She yes. is in Ahsoka. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the actress who's playing her, but like, I need I need to have her on screen with Bo Katan and Din and the armor and everything else like, yeah
0: i have a feeling she might be season finale material for this
1: maybe yeah because i think ahsoka supposed to be a well sometime this year so obviously between season three and four of, of this mm-hmm. um oh natasha Liu bordizo is the one actress playing her that's what i was trying to find out um but yeah it's ah uh, i really i, I really want to see her in live action it's so bad especially in this show <laughs> i like. i know what's happening but i'm still like i i i I need those worlds to cry to collide because I
0: I agree I want them to collide as well and I think it makes sense (laughs) for them to to collide in the way that they're telling the story so far so I'm curious to see how they'll introduce her I'm hoping that they introduce her this season um but yeah I'm I'm definitely expecting her at some point in this series to make some kind of appearance um which again just muddles everything else more again with Thrawn and all that kind of situation because Thrawn's supposed to be you know dead with Ezra, but then Ezra, Ezra's not really. So it's like, it gets all so kerfuffled and muddled with all the shows colliding, which is cool, but again, makes it really hard to, like, stay focused on the task at hand.
1: And what As is Karth, the task Onasi at hand? would yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you and Karth again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Sabine was so, like just to, t- to finish up on that too like she was so cool in or so critical i should say in in connecting mandalore um to the, the the new canon like she was like one of the best perspectives we've had on the, on the culture outside of like the clone wars
0: mm-hmm.
1: um her whole thing in, in in rebels was you know talking about this or that from like living on mandalore and like being exiled from it literally recovering the dark saber bringing it back to bo katan there's so much left on the table from that series that
0: Exactly. It's kind of a shame like, she's not
1: already in on this one.
0: And that's why I think that she might be season finale material here, because then it's a good intro to then have her in Ahsoka, because we've already, assuming people are watching all the different um, series out there, you know, they have, they can see that interaction um Already and kind of get her feel as a character, so I think it'd be really cool and smart. So far from what I'm getting from um the Mandalorian season three, so far is to have her in it in some shape or form to to end it out to then lead into the Ahsoka show. <coughs> I just
1: i i i just want to see her like pseudo like her armor in in live action. Yes, that's in real
0: I'm, life, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> half
1: of what I want to see. <laughs> And I just want my own Mandalorian armor. This happens every season where I'm like, I just want to walk around in that all day long. That looks so cool.
0: I feel like it'd be very uncomfortable, and I feel like your balls would get real sweaty.
1: This is the way. Okay. This is
0: the way. Sweaty balls! <laughs> I'm
1: not going to start referencing the SNL skit there. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the night owl thing. Yeah, because the, they go they go out of the way to like call Bo-Katan the night owl in this uh, episode. Oh yeah. To what was their whole deal, anyways? Was that? I
0: don't. I yeah.
1: We. I. I really need to get back into like. I need to rewatch a lot of Clone Wars stuff. We're talking about. Our time so last time. much
0: Clone Wars. Yeah, it gets like I said. Everything gets really muddled together. Um. It's great that there's so much stars out there, and I will never complain that there's so much Star Wars out there. But things start to get super muddled, especially timeline wise. Sometimes I'm like watching, them and being like, wait, was this? after darth vader is killed like i I get myself (laughs) lost like in timelines because just so much happens and there's so much overlap with different characters in different areas right which is great and super cool but yeah it's just it's a lot to take in
1: and ironically that's one of the things that andor did really well too was like be like we're on this planet and it's this year um i mean there wasn't a lot of time jumps in the first season like there's gonna be a lot more of that in the second season but like they go out of their way to say like this is five years before this so like before the battle of yavin <laughs> and blah, blah blah yeah
0: sorry that's nice look at that that's, that's little, nice little bar there that looks attractive that's a good look <laughs> oh, um <clears throat> yes and i appreciate that in shows when they do give you a timeline like i know that they want to like not just be like you know write things out for you but something that has so many different things that happen in it like the star wars saga you really have to like you have to let us know when things are happening cuz people are trying to compare it to being like oh will this person be in it are they alive yet and like they're trying to figure it out right like
1: yeah I, I i totally agree like i appreciate that commitment to like not you know breaking the fourth wall or whatever you want to call it um even if even if it's just like a little brief mention on screen having that full immersion of just like, like yeah we're in the moment we don't need to slap a date on this but I think we can all forgive it if they start doing that with Star Wars. Like, there's so much going on. There's like, I, so
0: I, much going on, yeah.
1: I keep track of most of this stuff as best I can. Even I have a hard time sometimes being like, uh, so this was carry the Two, this was this part of the thing. And yeah, it's it's a lot. And they could really they could really get away with by the way, guys, it's 5-A-B-Y. Like, that's all you need to do. Just throw yes. it on the screen. Yes,
0: because then you could look it up real quick on the internet, being like, okay, when was that? And then you'd be like, oh, okay, it was like five years since then or whatever, right? So, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, <sighs> this this whole season so far would go down a lot smoother. if, Or even like but like the Boba Fett transition too would have been like, oh yeah, so it's been like six weeks or whatever since then. Or, you know, now we know it's been two years because it's on the fucking screen, not in an interview that you might have seen if you were on social media. Which <clears throat> exactly. You, which you shouldn't be. Exactly,
0: yeah, because apparently, like, again, in two years seems like a long time between the whole Boba Fett thing, because, like, that's the one, mentioned that the, um, the one mechanic that Din deals with, um, says, is being like, oh, are the Huts back? And I'm like, oh, wow, it's been, and, like, I was just afterwards I found it, it had been two years, and I was like, oh, it's been two years and the Huts didn't come back yet? That's surprising, that feels like they would have done a counterattack sooner than two years, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, Definitely. Oh, uh one other thing too you said you said there's nothing like connecting it but there like this two storylines but there is one small little thing is like the the chapter is called the convert so it's talking obviously about pershing converting to the new republic but also bo-katan is converting to the watch children of the watch potentially think
0: about that's that a stretch that's uh, is it though that's a stretch that's it though it, it's a stretch that's fine. It's it's a light stretch. It's You're, it's a no, thematic it's, stretch. It's it's a stretch. You're trying too hard.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So the other thing I want to mention too was the mythosaur. Um, you, we kind of touched on it the briefly when you mentioned what you saw in the waters and that whole sequence. Yes. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised she kept it to herself. Like I expected her to say like, "So, uh, motherfucking mythosaur down there," and then she was just like, "Yeah, no, let's just get out of here." Really. Can can we leave right fucking now?
0: (laughs) Well, again, I think it just depends because like we talked about earlier, her and Mando have such vastly different thoughts on the Mandalorian culture and history. I don't know if she trusts that information with him.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: And she's also at the end of the day, she's trying to redeem herself in her own way. She wants to be top dog again. There's no way she doesn't. So like, she's going to want to take this thing out. Mm Hmm. And then she's going to want to be like, I'm the Mandalore now.
1: <laughs> Look at me. I'm the Mandalore now. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was
0: that,
1: that that was the kind of second reading that I, I got. Like I mentioned earlier, the second time I watched it, I, had, I did pull a different take on it. I feel like she's starting to maybe see the hype for Din himself, right? Like, uh-huh. um, you know, they said, you know, when the mythosaur returns, it'll be the you know return of their people or whatever the prophecy actually is. But it's like, yeah, no, the Bithasaur is going to come back and it's going to be a, the second coming for our people and stuff like that. So now she's kind of like at the end of that second episode um, when he's talking about like the like their tenants and stuff like that. Um, she basically. She's basically humbled by the or she looks humbled by what he's saying about like their culture, like she's kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like we did this or that. Like it was kind of nothing. And he's just like reverent. Like she says, like oh, my father died for the people or whatever, and she said this, and he's like, "This is the way." And there's yeah. that moment where she's just like, "Huh," staring at him, like that body language again, right? Yeah, it was. Um, it
0: was yeah, like I said, there was a couple really powerful moments between the two of them, all leading towards her wanting the D. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, that is kind of the <laughs> that's kind of the uh, background thing, at least. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's the that's subtext that's happening there.
1: So just yeah, like, like the that. The... Eyes
0: behind the mask.
1: That that second time through the episode, I thought, okay, now maybe she's starting to see him as like the salvation of their people and like the real way forward. And uh, actually, there's an article I saw on Star Wars Newsnet where Katie Sackhoff had been doing some interviews, um, and she's kind of insinuating that at this point, Bolkhan's thinking maybe I'm not the leader. Like maybe I'll do better fitting in. Um, like her actual quote is, "I truly believe at this point that she hopes someone else steps up." She doesn't want the responsibility. The responsibility cost her everything. Leading didn't work, so maybe fitting in well. And maybe it's an interesting thought.
0: I don't. I don't know that. Especially now that her her home is destroyed, I think she wants. I think she wants to lead. Yeah. Yeah, I think that she got burned, and I think she wants to lead again. I do.
1: Yeah, I think this moment is, like, I I totally agree with her in this moment, at least. Like, I think at at this point, she's like, hmm, maybe I should just, you know, blend in and be a part of this thing and let someone else be responsible for it. But I don't think she's going to stay that way for long. It doesn't seem like that's in her nature.
0: No, I don't think that's in her character. Yeah, to be able to do that, to just take the side seat. That doesn't seem like her.
1: Especially since, you know, like three weeks ago, she was like, yeah, these guys are cults. Like,
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's just like, I'm drinking
1: the Kool-Aid. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah no I'll, I'll, i'll be very interested to see how all that relationship uh shakes up and then i'll be even more interested to see how the middle story stuff that happened will play into the rest of it as well because there's a lot that can happen they're going they're taking a lot of different directions for things so i'm curious to see what the main plot is going to be because you usually have a clear idea three episodes in but really i I don't have a clear idea on where they're going to go yet so i'm both well yeah i mean even frustrated in the best way possible
1: (laughs) (laughs) even with previous episodes or previous seasons of this show right like it's been uh less of a sense of where we're going than other shows like you know the first season he finds this thing he's like i'm gonna take it back no i'm not and then it was just a matter of okay where do you go from there right um the second season is just like yeah i didn't take him back now we're just on our own and it's like where do you go from there are you trying to find his people um the show's always played kind of like loose in terms of like plotting the course for the season um mm-hmm. this time around it's like mandalore is obviously much more the focus but i feel like yeah they're still walking that vague line and then you know once the next five episodes come out we're like oh yeah right now this this was clearly where they were going the entire time.
0: Why yes, did we exactly. not see
1: them going this way?
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Cause so far in previous seasons, they've done an awesome job. Um, the show has been praised over and over again um episode three i did not enjoy but i'm hoping looking <laughs> back at it i will enjoy once i have more information uh like i said i've always been that kind of person that even if i don't like something i will wait until all of it's finished before pulling full judgment on it because you don't know what it's leading to yet like this is very obviously an episode that's leading to something and we just don't know what that something is
1: mm-hmm. well yeah this episode is probably going to come out after episode four of season three was coming out but um, at our position a couple of days before uh, the episode actually comes out, the next one's called The Foundling, and it's directed by uh, Carl Weathers himself, Rip Carga. So. And Rosario Dawson was kind of potentially suggesting this might be a cool episode. She's on social media kind of hinting that this might be, might be cool, so
0: it sounds it's really cool because story? that's what they call grogu and that's what they call whenever they find anybody they're going to take into the mandalorian the the mandalorians right they call them foundlings
1: so yeah like is this like focusing on grogu or is it like some kind of pun not pun but like metaphor for bo-katan if she's now part of the children of the Watch. if yeah, she yeah be...
0: i'm excited like i said i am both very frustrated and intrigued both in the best way possible so i'm looking forward to finishing out this season and seeing what happens
1: and also finding out where the hell do those TIE Fighters come from? Because they don't have hyperdrives. And there was a shit ton of them. So where was the capital ship that dropped them off? Dun, 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 it's Gideon. <laughs> well, um, yeah, like you said, a lot of exciting stuff coming up. And uh, stay tuned to the Core portion podcast over the next few weeks. Cause we're going to keep talking about these things uh, in depth, as well as some other surprising and fun discussions that we can't talk about at the moment. But uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show, Amy. It's good to have you back on.
0: I'm glad to be back on as well. Sorry to anybody listening to my plague voice and if any of the coughs that I had throughout all of that got through it all. Um, hopefully next time I'm on, I'm feeling a little bit better, sound a little bit better. Um, then I'm excited to get back into podcasting. I love it. I love it here. Um, and I will always love talking about Star Wars.
1: More conventions coming up too.
0: Oh, you know there is.
1: This is the way. If you enjoyed this episode, please like it and tell a friend. Our network of Star Wars shows is available wherever else podcasts are free. Don't forget to subscribe on your service of choice so you never miss a new discussion. Check out linktr.ee slash kyberclub for links to our show on various platforms. Got a question or comment on today's episode or anything else in the Star Wars universe? Drop us a line on Twitter at kyberclub or on Facebook and Instagram at quarterportionpodcast. Your opinions and questions are worth 60 portions to us. Ask a question, and we'll gladly answer on the show. Until next time, may you be one with the Force, and may the Force be with you. This has been a production of the Kyber Club Podcast Network.